engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Good evening. It's Eric Erickson here. News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. Now we need to get into the Donald Trump Jr. story because I have told you guys for several days that this just there was just something that it, it sounded too good to be true. Did it not? The Democrats have been saying forever that the Trump campaign was collaborating with the Russians, that they stole the election from Hillary Clinton with the help of the Russians. And I just, I've been thinking the whole time, and I've said this more than once, wouldn't the Russians, remember the Obama administration has said that they, the Russians just wanted to sow discord in the American political process. They, they, they didn't. They didn't want to take a side. They weren't taking a side. Uh, they weren't picking Trump. They weren't picking Clinton. They just wanted to undermine um, the American public's faith in our democratic process. And I just, I got to thinking about that. And I've said more than once on this program that wouldn't you think that they would play both sides against the other instead of just throwing their their lot in with Trump, particularly because nobody thought he was going to win even the trump campaign didn't think he was going to win so if anything that that would have just bolstered the case that that our system is invulnerable to outside manipulation it's looking more and more like they did play both sides and the meeting with donald trump jr might have been a part of that now follow along with me here if you will In 2012, the Russian government had to start hiring a bunch of lobbyists and lawyers and political strategists in Washington because Congress had passed the Magnitsky Act. The Magnitsky Act was named for a guy named Sergei Magnitsky, who in Russia, he was a lawyer, uncovered massive government corruption, tax fraud, evasion, all sorts of things at the highest levels of of government. He was arrested by the Russian government for being a troublemaker and slandering the government. He was tortured in jail and killed. A bunch of Western powers, Germany, France, Great Britain, the United States, Australia, New Zealand, a bunch of others, Canada, all passed Magnitsky Acts. And what the Magnitsky Act did was it uh, seized Russian assets in Western countries, parked in banks in Western countries, and wouldn't let them out of the country. One of the Russian groups that was wrapped up in this Um, was a a Russian group owned by the Russian government called Prevazon. It was owned by the government and by Russian oligarchs. Who is Prevazon's lawyer? Their lawyer is Natalia Veselnitskaya, the woman who met with Donald Trump Jr. Now, why does that matter? This becomes a very tangled web, and I want to walk you through this tangled web, but it is very important that you see this because everyone has been asking, thanks to the left-wing hype in the media, did the Trump campaign collude with the Russians? There's another question that needs to be asked. Did the Democrats collude with the Russians as well? The Russians playing both sides. So Prevazon hires Baker Hotsettler, which is an American law firm, and they hire Natalia Veselnitskaya, the lawyer who met with Donald Trump Jr. Well, they also hired two, um, two others. They hired Fusion GPS, which is a Democratic opposition research firm, and they hired Renat Akhmetshin, 
Renatik Metzen was a Soviet counterintelligence officer who specialized in disinformation and propaganda campaigns in foreign countries. In, let me just read you. This is now from Chuck Grassley, his letter to the Department of Justice. In 2013, the Department of Justice opened a case to seize the U.S. assets of Russian-owned Prevazon Holdings, which received millions of dollars from the theft uh, involved in the Magnitsky Act and used it to purchase real estate in New York, according to the department's complaints. In response, Prevazon Holdings and the Kremlin launched a campaign to undermine the Magnitsky Act and discredit Magnitsky's claims of corruption, according to a 2016 complaint by Hermitage CEO William Browder. Fusion GPS and Renetic Mixon, among others, were involved in the pro-Russia campaign in 2016, which involved lobbying congressional staffers to attempt to undermine the DOJ's account of Magnitsky's death and the crime he uncovered, repeal the Magnitsky Act itself, and delay efforts to expand it to countries beyond Russia, according to Browder's complaint. At Metzgen, a Russian immigrant has reportedly admitted to being a Soviet counterintelligence officer and has a long history of lobbying the U.S. government for pro-Russian matters. Fusion GPS was reportedly tasked with generating negative press coverage of Browder and Hermitage, two of the players involved. Here's where the web starts to tangle. Prevazon Holdings hires Natalia Vizelnitskaya. Separately, Renette Ekmetsen sets up a human rights group, a supposed human rights group. And it's called the Human Rights Accountability Global Initiative Foundation. And separately, he hires Natalia Veselnitskaya to represent the foundation. While all of this is going on, Fusion GPS, working with Prevazon, and working with Remedak Mitchson is compiling the anti-Trump dossier that alleges the Trump campaign was coordinating with the Russians. So Prevazon, a Russian group, hires Fusion GPS and Renetit Mitchson to, deli- to generate negative press coverage on a British citizen. Prevazon also hires Natalia Veselnitskaya and Baker Hotstetler. Baker Hotstetler is also retained by Fusion GPS. Renetta Kmetson, who works in collaboration with Fusion GPS, which is at the time preparing the Trump dossier, is a Soviet counterintelligence officer who specializes in subversive political influence operations involving disinformation and propaganda. So while all of this is going on, Fusion GPS is working on the opposition research dossier on Donald Trump using a foreign agent, Christopher Steele. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Natalia Veselnitskaya's visa was expired. There are only two ways you can get into this country with an expired visa being given what's called temporary parole by the uh, State Department. One is you're the lawyer of someone in court in this country and they have no other lawyer. That doesn't work for Prevazon because Baker Hotstetler was their lawyer. The other way is if you have a collaborative information relationship with the FBI, you're an informant for the FBI. The Obama administration, even though Natalia Vezinskaya had an expired visa, let her go to Trump Tower to meet with Donald Trump Jr. What was happening at the time? The FBI was thinking of paying Christopher Steele 
to look into Donald Trump. Christopher Steele was Fusion GPS's researcher for the Trump dossier. Now, I'm sorry. There are just too many coincidences here. You've got Fusion GPS working for a company or for two groups, both represented by Natalia Veselnitskaya. At the same time, they're preparing a dossier on Donald Trump alleging he's working with the Russians. They hire Christopher Steele, who the FBI considers putting on the payroll. The FBI and the State Department allow Natalia Veselnitskaya to go meet with Donald Trump Jr., even though her visa is expired. And if you will recall, the New York Times lawyer yesterday or two days ago when Donald Trump Jr. released his emails said he had been working on this story for a year since the meeting happened. How did a New York Times lawyer know a year ago about the Donald Trump Jr. meeting? There are three questions that need to be asked right now. What's the relationship between Fusion GPS and Natalia Veselnitskaya? Was she involved in preparing the Trump dossier? And who actually did retain Veselnitskaya to go meet with Donald Trump Jr.? Who was her client at the time? Hmm. Tangled web indeed. You know, one thing that we need to keep in mind here as well is that it looks more and more like there may have been people inside the Obama administration Justice Department who actually knew all of this was going on. Because why else would you grant this woman a visa for the sole purpose of flying to the United States to meet with the son of a presidential candidate? Hmm? Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here. It is 527. When we come back, I'll start taking your phone calls. 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. If you are interested in the tangled web between the Russians and the Democrats, if you go to the resurgent.com right now, the very top story, I've bumped it up. It is the piece I wrote this morning, uh, mapping out the tangled web between the Democrats and the very same Russians that were supposedly collaborating with Donald Trump. I just don't think there's a coincidence here. It's 540. I'm Eric Erickson. This is WSB. One quick programming note. At 7 o'clock, I'm filling in for Mark Aram, and we're going to cook live on the radio. We're going to live stream it on Facebook. Um, it is. It's, we're going to make red beans and rice. If you want to follow along, if you're headed home this evening, want to swing by the grocery store, you can go to theresurgent.com, uh, click on the Topics tab, go down to Recipes. You'll find the red beans and rice recipe. Those of you who already got the recipe, I realized I left off time. You need a quarter teaspoon of time. We'll get into that tonight. Uh, nonetheless, uh, we'll make authentic Cajun red beans and rice tonight. It is my mama's family recipe from Louisiana. Uh, it is very simple to make. Uh, we eat it every Monday night in our house, uh, which is tradition in Louisiana. But even though a Thursday night, we will do it tonight. Now. Let's get into some phone calls here. 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Rob in Marietta, you're first. Hi, Rob. 
Hey, Eric, thanks for taking my call. Um, been listening to this Russia collusion issue on the news for, seems like forever now. Um, they've been investigating it for like nine months and haven't really come up with much, if anything. I wanted to know, you, you've come up with what, right here listening to you, a lot of stuff that seems like real collusion going on. And I'm wondering why Trump isn't going on the offensive and having uh, our attorney general look into some of this. Oh, well, it, here's why. There's actually, I'm glad you asked this question. Uh, the reason the attorney general is not yet looking into it is because Senator Chuck Grassley wants Fusion GPS to testify under oath before the Senate on this matter. There are actually even some Democrats that want Fusion GPS to testify. They're a Democratic opposition research firm, but they've made a ton of enemies because they're very far left and they've run opposition dossiers on not just Trump, but on a number of Democratic politicians and on reporters as well. They are not loved by either side of the aisle, really. Uh, And if the Justice Department were to begin an investigation of them, Senator Grassley could not then bring them to the Senate. Uh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, he he is really grassly is fired up on this issue. You should read the letters. Good. In fact, if you go to the resurgent and look at that piece I put up, it, there are lots of links to Grassley's writings, and he is fired up on this issue. That I mean, he he said, "Let me just read you um, w- one of the lines from his letter." Fusion GPS was apparently simultaneously working on the unsubstantiated dossier alleging collusion between Trump presidential campaign associates and Russia while themselves working with Russia against the Magnitsky Act. It also appears the FBI was willing to pay Christopher Steele, a former spy who helped Fusion GPS compile that dossier. I mean, there are a lot of questions here that need to be answered, and the media is so fixated on Don Jr. Now, I need to say something else here that some of you aren't going to like. Everything I've laid out for you is true. Prevazon hired Natalia Veselnitskaya. They hired Renat Ekmetsen. They hired Fusion GPS. Renat Ekmetsen hired Natalia Veselnitskaya themselves fusion gps worked with all of them while fusion gps was working on the anti-trump dossier alleging collusion i just don't think it's a coincidence now that natalia veselnitskaya shows up at donald trump jr's office alleging to have information about hillary clinton's email server while fusion gps is preparing an opposition report claiming the russians were going to the trump's It just doesn't seem like it seems like that's why she showed up. It seems in my mind that the most logical answer here, if we use Occam's razor, is she showed up so that Fusion GPS could credibly write in their report that the Russians were showing up at the Trump Tower. But that just means Donald Trump Jr. really showed poor judgment, does it not? Beware Russians bearing gifts. That applies to both sides. Donald Trump Jr. was set up, potentially. It looks like it to me. He was set up. But he was only set up because he himself let himself be set up. He didn't have to take the meeting. When someone emailed him and said the Russian government was backing his dad, and that's what the email said, he released the emails. When someone emailed him and said the Russian government's backing your dad, they've got information on Hillary Clinton's emails, his first reaction wasn't to call the FBI His first reaction was to say, hey, this may help dad. 
It's poor judgment on the part of the Democrats who colluded with the Russians. Poor judgment on the part of the, the Republicans. Now, here's the other point that everyone wants to miss in the yelling and hysteria over this. There's no crime here. There is no crime on Donald Trump Jr.'s part. This collusion issue, it's not a crime. They're talking about it as if it's a crime. It's not a crime. It's also not a crime for Fusion GPS. Where Fusion GPS gets into trouble is they never registered as a, a, a foreign agent, representative of a foreign agent. That's where Fusion GPS gets into trouble. But both sides play, made poor judgment. But again, I just I think the relevant issue here is everyone's been focusing on the Trump campaign and the Russians. What about the Russians and the Democrats? It seems to me that both both sides were being played by the Russians. And the only reason anyone's focused on the Trump campaign is because they won when no one thought they could. But the Russians didn't think they could win either. That's why they also wanted to help the Democrats. But the kicker is, you know, and I know very well that if Hillary Clinton got elected, the media would be ignoring the story completely. It is 55 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. News 95.5 AM 750 WSB will begin cooking at 7 o'clock on the Mark Aram show. You can follow along with us. We're going to do the cooking show tonight. We won't just be cooking. We'll be talking about cooking, barbecuing, summer parties, you name it. Uh, And we may switch gears and talk about the ridiculous, stupid name suggestions for the Gwinnett Braves. I mean, kill them with fire. They are terrible names. Awful, awful, ridiculous, stupid, terrible names. Uh, back to the phones we go. David and coming, you're next. Welcome. How's it going today, Eric? Good. How are you? Listen, you, you could be right with the fact that this was just fusion, basically sending somebody to, to prove their own contention about Trump being involved with the Russians. However, if it's not, another Occam's razor kind of a deal to it is if, if they're as far left as, as they seem to be, we do have to remember that it was the Bernie Sanders campaign that the DNC and Hillary Clinton basically undermined first. Could be a complete payback, and basically, if we can't win, we're going to undermine the other two that are there. Yep, that could be. I mean, I, I just think, it, David, it makes sense to me that the Russians would be working both sides. If they just wanted to disrupt the American election, they're, they're going to work both sides. They are. All right, let's shift gears a little bit when we come back. I do want to get into the Gwinnett Braves stuff, but the president has just made some big headlines in the last 10 minutes on immigration. Good evening. It's Eric Erickson here. News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. Okay. The president of the United States has just made big headlines uh, in the last little while. The president of the United States saying he would favor. Y'all don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what he said. The president of the United States said he would favor comprehensive immigration reform. He did. Uh, Jonathan Martin, as Politico, direct quote from the president. What I'd like to do is a comprehensive immigration plan, but our country and political forces are not ready yet. Uh, According to Noah Rothman, uh, the time is right for an immigration bill 
as there is as long as there's compromise on all sides. Um, there we go. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, don't hold your breath on it. Uh, there are too many obstacles along the way. But the president is thinking he wants something done. He also says he wants a wall and he wants holes in the wall. And the reason he wants holes in the wall, I'm not making this up. The reason the president wants holes in the wall along the Mexican border is so that if a Mexican throws a 60-pound bag over, uh, the person on the other side will be able to see it's coming and not get killed. Uh, He says he knows that people throw drugs over the wall, and if you're throwing a 60-pound bag of drugs or something over the wall, then the other person doesn't need to get killed. I have no idea. I'm just telling you what he said. I mean, don't don't hold it against. I'm just telling you what the president of the United States said. Maybe he shouldn't say it, but he did. By the way, if you um, you should know, Governor Sonny Perdue, now the secretary of agriculture for the Trump administration, has come out this afternoon in opposition to a a measure that would allow farmers to cultivate medical marijuana in Georgia. He says it's against federal law. He would oppose the effort. A direct quote from him. The fact is, I think it's a very slippery slope how you enforce as governor. I was always aware of the federal supremacy clause, which means the federal law preempted state law when it spoke. Uh, He would, in fact, uh, enforce federal law. Jeff Sessions as well. The attorney general looking like he may start cracking down on uh, marijuana legalization around the country. So that's going to be a huge issue. I wonder if it will turn out the millennials. There was a... um, press conference by Michael Williams, who is running for governor against uh, Casey Cagle. And he held a press conference at the state legislature to release what he said was a trove of of new and corroborating details about Cagle. And he used the event to, well, blow up Casey Cagle, but he didn't offer up any proof. Um, It was interesting. Uh, He claimed that Cagle thwarted his proposal to boost pay for police. Cagle, by the way, has come out for a minimum wage for police officers. Um, It it was, well, it was interesting. Listen, I I like Michael Williams. Uh, He's a nice guy. Uh, And I, this press conference kind of left me and others scratching our heads. He he didn't deliver the goods like he promised. I think it was oversold. And, and you've also got this issue of that photograph of him circulating that's going to be used against him with those um, the that militia group. I, I don't know what to make of this. Y'all, I, am, I have decided that I think it is in your best interest to do much like I did in the 6th Congressional District race, and that's just not to pick a side. In the governor's race, uh, really not to pick a side anywhere. The only side I'm picking is in the secretary of state's race, uh, Buzz Brockway. Uh, Josh McCoon, I I know and, and like tremendously, but I've known Buzz Brockway for years, uh, know him very well, and think he would be the best guy for secretary of state, and am happy to support him. He's a longtime friend. But for governor, lieutenant governor, and the rest of these races, I just would rather have them all come on and do what we did with the 6th Congressional District and let them make their case uh, without me taking a position. Just ask them the questions. Uh, let them introduce themselves, have them back, and ask ask the tougher questions. Uh, and, and ask them all tough questions and, and be fair with them. Let them make their case instead of telling you who I think you ought to vote for. 
I think that would be the best way to do it. Now, I do want to pivot here real quick before we get into anything else to health care, because the Republicans in the Senate have tweaked their health care plan and they are largely putting in the cruise compromise. Now, what their plan does not do, let's be real clear here. They are not repealing Obamacare. They have given up on repeal of Obamacare. As a result, they've lost Rand Paul's vote. They can only lose two senators, and they've lost Rand Paul, so they can only lose one senator now. Susan Collins is not sold. She may be the other person who just throws in the towel on this. They may be giving up completely on the health care bill because they, they can't get enough votes. Uh, things are winding down here. They're about ready to give up altogether on this and move on to something else. And I think it's going to really anger the base if they do. I'll tell you what I know when we come back. We'll take your phone calls as well. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. It is 25 after the hour, the 7 o'clock hour. At the top of the 7 o'clock hour, I'm going to be filling in for Mark Aram from 7 to 9 tonight, and we're going to cook red beans and rice. Uh, the recipe is available at theresurgent.com if you want it. Click on the Topics tab, go to Recipes, you'll find the red beans and rice recipe. Um, it, more importantly, it calls for uh, chopping finely three green onions and half of a Vidalia onion, sweet onion, yellow onion. You can use a white onion if you need to. Go on and do that if you're going to cook along with me. I went on and did it so I wouldn't have onion hands during the show because God knows I'll wipe my eye and start crying on air. So we're going to avoid that tonight. Go on and chop up your onions in the next 30 minutes and we'll get cooking about 7.08 or so when we come back on air for Mark Aram. In the meantime, let's go back to the phones. Um, Hippie at Woodstock, you're next. Hey, Eric. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, when you were talking about the potential failed attempt in the Senate on the health care bill, it struck a chord. Um, the way I look at it is go on and run up the flagpole. If it don't catch wind, so be it. A failed attempt is better than no attempt at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think they ought to throw it out there. The problem is they can't even get uh 51 votes for the motion to proceed see in the senate you gotta have 51 votes to even start debate on something and they can't get 51 votes on this so they can't even get it to the floor to bring to a vote they're hoping that they'll be able to persuade rob portman or susan collins change their mind Rand paul says he's not going to change his mind uh but it's something they ought to do they ought to throw it out there uh that they ought to fight on this it's ridiculous that they're not um very very disappointing that they're they're not willing to make this fight and frankly it'd be it's it's they've lied to us they, they've been telling us since 2010 they were going to repeal obamacare if we gave them the house we gave them the senate we gave them the white house they would repeal it they do not need 60 votes they can do this through reconciliation it cannot be filibustered and they're weaseling out of their promises it is very very clear that we've been lied to and that's disappointing. All right. I want to ask you guys something. Uh, the Gwinnett Braves, they're changing their name, and the names are stupid. If you think you have a better name than what's been proposed, call us, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Whoever came up with these names, these are not bright people, people. I mean, it's just ridiculous.
It is 40 after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. This is WSB at 7 o'clock. Oh, we're going to start cooking red beans and rice tonight. Uh, if you need to run to the grocery store, get the ingredients. You need an onion, a green onion, and two cans of kidney beans. Um, it's pretty simple. Uh, and uh, some garlic would be useful. Salt and pepper time cayenne pepper you can get the recipe by going to the resurgent.com uh, click on the topics tab go down to recipes and you'll find the top recipe is red beans and rice for tonight print it out you're going to need some time the 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 herb time uh, that's not in the recipe but you'll you'll want it um and we'll start it at seven so start chopping your onions up finely there is heavy, heavy rain over 85 at 285 on the north side. Very heavy rain. And then if you get up uh, 985 north of Sugar Hill, the Rest Haven, Flowery Branch area, very heavy rain. Uh, also heavy rain on 75 inside the perimeter north of I-20. And on the perimeter uh, south side of I-20 on the west, there is heavy rain. Let me zoom out a little bit. Uh, and let's see, down near East Point, you got some lightning in the storms. Out towards Douglasville, you got rain. Otherwise, we're okay. Um, Y'all, I don't know who these 4,024 people are um, with the 900 different names, but the, if these are the best that 4,024 people could do, uh, we need a better class of people in Gwinnett County. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be insulting, but these are atrocious. The Gwinnett Buttons is the only name that makes any sense because Buttons Gwinnett, uh, he's the namesake of Gwinnett County. That makes sense. But the rest of this is ridiculous. The Gwinnett Big Mouths, the Gwinnett Gobblers, the Gwinnett Hush Puppies, the Gwinnett Lamb Chops. And the Gwinnett sweet teas. What about the just the Gwinnett syphilises? The Gwinnett gonorrhea. I mean, these are ridiculous. The Gwinnett gobblers, the hush pup, the lamb chops. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, who are the people? I mean, I this is a rhetorical question because I do not want you to call in this program and shame yourself by saying you're one of the people who came up with one of these stupid names absolutely ridiculous we're going to the phones now we're going to crowdsource this and see if we can do a better job if they pick any one of these six names they will be laughing stocks the nation over absolutely ridiculous uh to the phones now james and roswell you can do better i'm sure yeah what do you think about the gwinnett sliders well it's better than any one of these i mean I thought that you know Pitcher throws a slider, you know, you have base runners that slide, so there's kind of a connection there. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're going. Kim in Atlanta, what's your name? Um, I was thinking the Gwinnett Gophers, so that when you're in the stands, you could do the chop and you could say, go Gophers. Well, you know, as a matter of fact, somebody on Twitter said they ought to do the Gwinnett chopper so they can keep the tomahawk chop without it losing every every connection to the Braves. Yeah, I thought it was a little goofy, but when I heard the six finalists, I thought, nah, I had to submit my name. What, in. you mean you don't like the Gwinnett hush puppies? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't lie. It makes you want to eat one of them, you know? Yeah, like, I, oh, I think so. Is- these people need to be publicly flogged who came up with these names. Good grief. Back to the phones. Vaughn in Athens. What's your name? 
got two of them for you. Both of them, since the Braves tie into the Native American culture, how about the Cherokees or the Creek, both of which are indigenous tribes to Georgia, both of which were removed through the Trail of Tears? Oh, the Gwinnett Cherokees. I like that. I really like that, Vaughn. Uh, that, I think that would be, yes. I, I, I think I, I have a winner as far as I'm concerned. Well done. Vaughn from Athens, the Gwinnett Cherokees. I like that. Brian and Cumming, what's yours? I would go with the Gwinnett Guardians and just trying to keep in line with the theme with the Gwinnett Gladiators, the hockey team. Yeah, I can see that one. Yeah, you got the Gladiators, go with the Guardians. Yep, I can see that. Buddy of mine just texted me, how about the Gwinnett Gridlocks? <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Sean and Dunwoody, what's yours? Mine is the Gwinnett Roadsters because cars are cool. Hot rides are even cooler. Uh, the, the sponsorships write themselves, the official tire the official dealership, the official car. You can have all kinds of activities there. And, you know, given the the commuter situation in Gwinnett County, that ties in very well. Yeah, they have good roads in Gwinnett, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and they're they're stuffed full of of cars trying to get off the road. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Lynn and Athens, you're next. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, One of Atlanta's first baseball teams were known as the Atlanta Crackers, and they were a very – well-supported team. It was a good uh, baseball team, and everybody supporting them really liked them. So, uh, Except nowadays be you'd be a racist for calling them the Crackers. Well, <laughs> that's true, probably. But uh, I agree with the Spartan name, too, because one of Atlanta's first semi-pro slash football teams were known as the Atlanta Spartans. So, uh, I yeah, the Spartans, the, the Guardians, yeah, that, that, that yeah. those so, areas seem good. And one last bit of information for you. I have credible credible evidence from reliable sources that those six names came from a Russian tavern last Saturday night. <laughs> Probably so. Whitney, I mean, the Russians are trying to screw up Gwinnett County now, too. Chris and Lilburn, what's your name? Well, I do like that Cherokee name, but I was saying if you're going with this stupid big mouth bass thing, go with the Lakers. Yeah, there you go. Although people would go to the game wondering where the basketballs were. <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah, that's you know all of those. My listeners have done a better job than the four thousand people who submitted stupid names. Again, the the Gwinnett Buttons. At least I get historically call them the Gwinnett Duelists. You know, uh, Buttons Gwinnett was killed in a duel. Uh, the Gwinnett Big Mouse, the Gobblers, the Hush Puppies, the Lamb Chops. And the sweet teas. I, I like Cherokee. I like the Gwinnett Cherokees by, by Vaughn in Athens. I think that one, it's not nearly as, I mean, these others are just lame. Good Lord. Ugh. I mean, I, I realize people say be original, but that's like when people say it's the thought that counts at Christmas when you get a stupid gift and the person clearly wasn't thinking. Same thing here. Folks, I'm filling in for Mark Aram tonight from 7 to 9. It's going to be a cooking show, at least a start. We're going to make red beans and rice tonight. My mother's recipe from Louisiana. We'll get started here uh, after the top of the hour. I'm going to be live streaming it on Facebook as well at facebook.com slash the resurgent. You can cook along with us, call in, give your cooking tips, share your recipes. And we're just going to talk about food tonight. One of my favorite topics. If you've ever seen me, you'll realize that's true. But when we come back, we'll be teaching you all 
authentic Louisiana red beans and rice and talking to you about cooking. Tell you what, Mark Aram has shorter breaks than I do on my show, so I haven't gotten the water up to boil yet. Uh, otherwise, we are proceeding to make our red beans and rice, continuing to take your phone calls as well on the names. What should be a better name for the Gwinnett Braves? And if you have any cooking tips, uh, share those as well. Rusty and Cumming, you're next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. How you doing? How are you? Doing well. I'm looking forward to getting your book. Thanks very much. Let's uh, see if we want to keep with uh, Lake Lanier ideas. Although I like the tomahawks, uh, you could do uh, Gwinnett anglers or the Gwinnett um, catfish. Lanier is known to have some giant catfish, so maybe that would be appropriate. The cat. Well, you know, the problem is in this day and age, if we did the if we did the Gwinnett catfish, people would think we're making offhanded references to fake dates on the internet. <laughs> Uh, it's hard to find something that people aren't going to get upset with, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it could potentially work. Thanks very much, Rusty, for the phone call. Let's go to uh, Chris. You're up next. Welcome. Eric, how are you doing today, sir? Good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Hey, I know how you're a big fan of uh, conspiracy theory, so I've got one for you here on this, <laughs> that thing. All right. Right. Now, the only, in my opinion, the only viable name that they came up with was the Buttons. And that's not great, but it ain't terrible either. Right. The other names are so bad that it ha they have to be plants to make the Buttons the name that is selected. That's the only thing I can come up with that, to justify how bad those other names yeah, are. Yeah, this is like back in the day when everybody voted for Hank Aaron as the name of Turner Field and mysteriously the Ted Turner name won out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's yeah, maybe they crazy. asked Ted Turner what, what he did back back in the day so that Buttons could win out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All I right, Chris. Tell you that, that, that baseball has a habit of uh, using really uh, really bad names. I mean, even you go professional teams, you yeah. Red Sox, Reds, White Sox, the Expos. The, the, the you know, I, I would rather something named after Sox than, 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 I mean, they might as well call them the, the Gwinnett Sucks if that's the, what we're going to do because these names suck. They're terrible. My goodness, 404-872-0750. When we come back, we're continuing to make red beans and rice, talking cooking and baseball tonight here on WSB. Does Mark have a long intro, so that just means he doesn't have to talk as much? Yeah, that's, that's Correct, what I'm yes. figuring. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show. I'm Eric Erickson, broadcasting live on Facebook as well at theresurgent.com. We're making red beans and rice. We're talking cooking. We're talking braids. Yes, he does. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Atlanta Braves have the Gwinnett Braves, and as, as Mark's fine team is telling me, some idiots showed up at the Atlanta Braves stadium thinking they were going to a Gwinnett Braves game, and therefore the Atlanta Braves decided they needed to change the Gwinnett Braves game to serve the lowest common denominator. The lowest common denominator has now come out and decided that they're going to choose the name of the new team, and they are stupid. Uh, the Sweet Teas, the Hush Puppies, the Buttons, the, the absolutely ridiculous. Meanwhile, I'm in my kitchen, uh, if I sound a little funny, uh, making red beans and rice tonight. Put the recipe online. People are joining me. Uh, the onions now getting down to the point where I want them to be. Uh, the rice, the water coming up to a boil, about to add the rice, add the beans, add the add the seasonings. We're going to go back to the phones. We're going to go to Ed calling. Ed, welcome to Mark Aram's show. How are you? 
Hey, Eric. How are you? Good. What's going on? Eric, I would like to uh, put in my two cents worth on the uh, Gwinnett phrase. Well, what, what's your name? Uh, well, we've got the Atlanta Hawks. We've got the Atlanta Falcons. Why not have the Gwinnett Eagles? The Gwinnett Eagles? Yeah. Yeah? Name them after a bird. Might as well. I mean, the people who submitted those names were theoretically giving the bird to the Gwinnett Braves, so might as well <laughs> name the team after a bird. We, we could call them the middle fingers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be better than any of the names proposed. Well, and not and not to mention, going back to the native theme, too, the eagle was there long before any, any of us. Yep. That's true. I'm telling you, I still like this this Gwinnett Cherokee name that, that a guy called in earlier about. All right, y'all are about to hear some sweet music here. If you can hear the sizzling now in the pot, we're going to be adding first the seasonings and the garlic here. I got minced garlic, about a tablespoon of minced garlic, two cloves. I like mine a little garlicky. Oh, you can hear it sizzling here. Now, you can't let garlic brown too much because it'll get bitter, but you do want to sweeten it up. Just let it get hot and sauteed a little bit. Whenever you put garlic in a pan, um, let it get a little bit brown, but if you let it go on too long, it's going to get bitter. So I've got it in. I'm going to add the seasonings in now. We're going to cover all the onions here with all the pepper and the thyme and the cayenne and the salt. We're going to get it nice and you can see the salt in there is going to suck up some of the water as well, so it really starts to dry out. Now we're going to add the beans. I got light red beans, and I've got dark red beans. Ooh, I can smell the pepper coming out. By the way, did you know peppers? Um, when you're making, for example, barbecue or something, peppers uh, they only absorb into whatever you're you're cooking. If you use oils, you know, salt can absorb through water and flavor meats and vegetables, but pepper and most other herbs and spices can't. You've got to use oil. Now I'm going to fill up this can just a little bit with water, swirl it around and add some in. If I had a movable camera, those of you on Facebook Live could check out this beauty here. So I've got red beans now in this pot with bay leaves, thyme, cayenne pepper, salt, black pepper, some bacon drippings. We're gonna bring these up to a boil. I'm gonna turn this up now too high. Now that everything's in there and we got some liquid, the water has come to a boil now. So I'm gonna add in the rice and I'm gonna make sure that rice is seasoned nicely. So it's got some salt in the pot. So the salt has some good, or the, the salts, the rice has some good flavor in it. I typically use kosher salt when I'm seasoning uh, salt in the pot. Close up that, put that back in the cabinet, put the lid on, and then we're gonna turn the rice down. I'm assuming you guys know how to cook rice. You bring water up to a pot, it's a two to one ratio. You bring water up to a boil. Once the water boils, you add the rice, you cover it, you swish it around a little bit so it doesn't stick on the bottom, and then you turn it to low, and you set your timer for 20 minutes. And in the 20 minute mark, it is done. You just, you step back, it's gonna overflow, it's gonna ruin your stovetop. Hey, that's part of it. All right, now we got that going. So basically drink one beer. Yeah, basically drink a beer. I mean, I'm almost through the first one anyway. I'll have a second <laughs> one here in, in, for the next segment. But now, let's go back to the phones. Vicki in Lawrenceville, you are up next tonight on Mark Aram Show. Welcome. Hi. Um, 
Thank you. Uh, it's so good to talk to you, and dinner smells great from here. Thanks very much. Um, I thought maybe we could tip our hat to Bobby Cox and name him after him, like the Bobby Seeds or something like that. Well, yeah, that, that, would, that would be better than naming them after our corporate master, because God knows what people would show up dressed as. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, yes, uh, name, the, name, name them for, for may, maybe the Bobby Socks. We got the red socks, yeah. we got the white socks, the Bobby yeah, Socks. Good. That would be good, yeah, I like that better. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Vicki, thanks very much. Uh, let's go back to the phone. Susie, you're up next. Welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hi there. Hi. I have the perfect name. Okay. The Gwinnett Tribe. The Gwinnett Tribe. I like that. That covers all the bases. No it, pun intended. Well, yeah. <laughs> that, that does work. I like that very much. The Gwinnett Tribe. That's yeah, not tribe a... Tribe is a family. Yep. It's and uh, you, got, family. you still got the, the tie-in there with the Braves. That's not a bad yeah. idea, Susie. Yeah, the, I like it. All right, the the Cherokees and the tribe. Those those are my two favorites now. Okay, and thanks for sharing your recipe. I look forward to it. Thanks very much. Yeah, you guys. I, now I just put the lid on the red beans here. So the red beans are going to cook while the rice cooks. In 20 minutes, the rice will be done. This is how easy this recipe is. In 20 minutes, when the rice is done, the red beans are going to be done, and you'll be able to eat. Now, you can if you want at this point. You got the rice on, and it's kind of on autopilot for the next 20 minutes. You got the red beans on. It's on autopilot for the next 20 minutes. You can make cornbread, French bread. In my house growing up, we always had garlic bread to go with red beans and rice. Just part of growing up in Louisiana. Here in our house, my wife makes cornbread all the time. I am not putting the cast iron skillet in the oven right now and getting it smoking hot with bacon drippings because I don't want to hear the fire alarm go off while we're on the radio. Nonetheless, if you're following along at home, I got the red beans under control here. We're going to move on. We're going to keep taking your recipe tips tonight. Uh, we've got the Facebook Live going right now for another few minutes as we wrap up this recipe. And we're taking phone calls from folks on the Gwinnett Braves. They came up with six names. They're terrible, terrible names. The Hush Puppies, the Big Mouse, the Sweet Teas, the Buttons, and two others that were so bad I can't even remember them, but surely someone has a good name out there. We've got the Tribe, we got the Cherokees, we got the Tomahawks, something. Mary, you are up next tonight on Mark Aram Show. Mary, welcome. Hi. I, I do agree with you that I like the Cherokees and I like the Tribe, both of those names, but since the stadium is in the city of Buford and Buford is known as a tannery, how about the canners? The canners, yeah, well, listen, that one's better than any of the six names they're considering. Yeah, I, I think so. Okay, Mary, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. What's your favorite recipe? Oh, gosh, uh, yeah, you did put me on the spot. <laughs> uh, I, you know what, you really did. I have, there's a great barbecue, but I usually buy it instead of making it because I can't get it the way they do. Uh, yeah, don't you hate that? I, you know, Christy, my wife, has a baked potato soup recipe that is the best I've ever had. And the reason she got it that way is she went to several different restaurants and she loved them and she could never quite get what they had and just came home and experimented and experimented and experimented. And, and basically you add two pounds of bacon and cheese and you can't go wrong. Oh, nothing can go wrong with that recipe. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Mary, for the phone call. Thanks very much. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Chris in Lawrenceville, you are up next. Welcome. Hey, how's it going, Eric? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, I'm going to go old school on this and go with our first baseball team, the Georgia Firecrackers. The fire. Listen, that's better than the ones they proposed. 
Yeah, the I've yeah, I don't know. I, I'm guessing because they don't want anything too masculine or scary for the. Uh, that, that's just yeah, ridiculous. Uh, the the firecrackers <laughs> would be a good name. I, I mean, I, it, it's, keep it Indian related. I just who are the people who came up with these six names? Maybe it's the members of the Gwinnett County Commission, which would in and of itself explain a lot. They, I don't think they're baseball fans. Yeah, I don't think they're baseball fans either, which is probably again why they came up with the names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chris, thanks very much for the phone call. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven five zero one eight hundred WSB Talk. Uh, Louie in Woodstock, you're next. Welcome. Well, hello. I've got a couple of ideas. All right. The Boston Beans, it could be the uh, Gwinnett Beans, or the uh, Gwinnett Comancheros. Okay, t tell me that last one again. You broke up. Gwinnett Comancheros. Oh, yeah. Where'd you get that? Where'd you come up with that one? Well, they they were a vicious Indian tribe in the uh, the Southwest, and it would tie into the Braves. Yeah. Well, except you know the the problem is that we're we're dealing with the class of people who came up with the name the Sweet Teas and the Hush Puppies, and would uh, would see them as vicious. I would call them what they need to be called, but it would. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that would be the case. Louie, thanks very much for those. Okay, folks, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we got the rice going here. I got the red beans going here. We're talking baseball here. Yeah, And I'm going to cut the Facebook live feed here in a minute because everybody now gets a sense of what's going on with the recipe here. And move back to the radio studio where we have a better microphone as well. We'll take phone calls because I just got to let this stuff sit now for the next little while. And as, as it's sitting, it's cooking, and we can eat in the next hour. The rice will be done right at the top of the hour. Uh, the beans will be done when the rice is done. I'm not worried about bread tonight. So I'm going to go on right now, step out, take a commercial break, cut the Facebook live feed, move back into the studio after I clean my mess up, and then we'll all eat our red beans and rice at the top of the hour. I'm Eric Erickson, filling in for Mark Aram on WSB. a quick check of the radar here in the Atlanta area. Uh, we've got uh, isolated thunderstorms throughout the metro area uh, in Redan right now. you got some lightning. Uh, Decatur down to Forest Park. Heavy, heavy rain. Uh, Dallas over to Marietta. You've got rain along 75 at the perimeter. Uh, north uh past Marietta you've got light rain throughout uh, heavier stuff over in Carroll County as well and then in the Decula Lawrenceville and Snellville area isolated pockets of rain as the sun goes down it's starting to fade tomorrow we're probably going to be having more rain in the evening uh, some of it's severe so stick around with WSB tomorrow evening Kurt Mellish uh, and triple team traffic will get you home. Uh, we're continuing our, our conversation on cooking tonight and on baseball. We got red beans and rice going on the stove. We worked our way through that. Uh, the Facebook live stream was an experiment tonight. I think we are we figured the bugs out along the way. So we'll be able to do it better next time. But we're also taking your calls on the Gwinnett Brave situation. For those of you who are just tuning in, the Atlanta Braves have decided to change the name of the Gwinnett Braves. And the names, they ran a contest. More than 4,000 people participated in the contest to come up with the name, the next name for the Gwinnett Braves. And all of the names are stupid. Uh, 
Um, all of them are stupid. And, and, you know, here's the thing. It's not just me saying they're stupid uh, in my own subjective sense of it. No, 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 no. Uh, they are all of them are stupid names. And they should be whoever came up with these names should be flogged. I mean, here are your six options. The Gwinnett Buttons after Buttons Gwinnett. That one at least is passable and excusable. The Gwinnett Big Mouths. The Gwinnett Gobblers. The Gwinnett Hush Puppies. The Gwinnett Lamb Chops. And the Gwinnett Sweet Teas. You know, given the names, the, the Big Mouse, the Gobblers, the Hush Puppies, the Lamb Chops, the Sweet Teas, I'm surprised they don't just call themselves the Gwinnett Meat and Threes. I mean, that's essentially what we got here. Um, the, well, you want the Gwinnett Chitlins? We could have the Gwinnett Chitlins. Want the Gwinnett Fried Chickens? Let's have the Gwinnett Fried Chickens. I mean, this is whoever came up with these names had food on their mind. This is perfect for a cooking show tonight as well. Uh, whoever is just absolutely ridiculous. All right. There are a lot of you on hold who still want to participate, and the hour is short. When we get back in the next hour, uh, I'm going to go make sure the rice is done here during the commercial break at the top of the hour of the newscast. And when we come back, uh, we're going to keep talking about the Gwinnett Braves, and we're going to keep talking about cooking as well. If you got any cooking tips, if you got any of your favorite recipes, you can call in with those as well, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's Eric Erickson in for Mark Aram. We'll be back. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. It's Eric Erickson in for Mark Aram tonight, 8.08 here in Atlanta. Quick check of the radar for you. It is raining out on the west side of the city, west of the connector, all the way through the perimeter. Pine Lake, Stone Mountain, Redan, very heavy. North Decatur and Decatur area, Druid Hills, North Druid Hills. Down to Conley and Forest Park, you got rain. Between Lilburn and Snellville, you got rain. Uh, over in the Dallas and Powder Springs area in Douglasville, you got rain. And in Carrollton, you got rain. Uh, everywhere else, you either cleared out or you got some light sprinkles mostly cleared out not bad uh we've been talking about a lot of stuff tonight cooking we've been making our red beans and rice mine or i've left mine on the stove right now i'm not going to try to talk with a mouthful of hot red beans and rice i did breathe in and man mm, the cayenne it's it's a wonderful thing uh so now if you're ready to eat your red beans and rice don't don't let me hold you up uh just put some rice in a bowl and put the red beans and rice on top. Now, if it's too soupy for you and it tends, I turn mine to high at the end and just bring it to a raging boil, stir it every once in a while so it doesn't stick, but I let it thicken up before I eat. Um, I like mine thick. Christy likes it a little soupier. I like mine thicker. Um, you can do, it, it doesn't really matter. You'll still get the same great flavor. It will be better to eat tomorrow. Uh, you know, flavors, they, they mix and meld overnight. Whenever I make gumbo for a party, I always make it the day before. Because it's going to be the best uh, day later uh, when all the flavors have mixed together. I actually, I got to go harvest my okra. Yes, you you can attest to that. Uh, I got to I got to go harvest my okra. I I have uh, a garden full of okra out there for gumbo for this coming season. Uh, You know, we do the I do the bourbon and butts every year for. Um, the the uh, Children's Health Care Atlanta and the telethon that we do, the carathon. And 
I, I at some point I gotta like auction off a night of I'll make a big batch of gumbo or something. But we we need to do do that this year. I also have a bottle of Pappy, fifteen year old Pappy. I gotta get a group of guys together. I want to get together and make gumbo and and we'll just like sit at WSB and smoke cigars and drink bourbon and eat gumbo. I'm sure the bosses will be okay with that. <laughs> as long as a few of them are invited. Yes, as long as a few of them are invited. I, I think Donna would like cigars and bourbon and gumbo. I I think so. Absolutely. Now. For the rest of you, we're also talking about the the Gwinnett Braves and their name change, and a lot of you have suggestions. I would also like to know, those of you on hold and those of you who are coming up, uh, what is your one recipe? Everybody has a recipe that they expect to have during the year, whether it's at a holiday or at some point, you just there is a meal that you have to have, a home-cooked meal. It can be a restaurant meal in Atlanta. Uh, I'm I'm interested in your your foodie habits, your cooking habits. But before we do any of that, I, let me hijack Mark's show for just a minute. Uh, I got a book coming out, and it's partially a cookbook. October third, it literally went to press yesterday. Uh, I got the cover in today, um, the slip cover. Here's what my book is about. Last year. A year ago in April, I was supposed to die. And it, it's not a matter of me saying I was supposed to die. It's a matter of every doctor was amazed I was alive. And in fact, when I go to the hospital now or go to the doctor now and a doctor sees my scans of my lungs, they ask me how I'm alive, that I don't I know I'm supposed to be dead. It was that bad. Uh, I had more than two dozen blood clots in my lungs. Uh, normally, two out of three clots in your lungs is fatal. Two out of three passing blood clot. I had 30 in my lungs. Now, the day that we found that out, we found out Christy had lung cancer, my wife. Uh, rare form genetic cancer. She's not a spoker. Uh, nothing we can do about it other than, than fight it. She's on a oral chemo. Uh, but I finally got to thinking of the stress of last year's election. We had protesters show up at our house. We had kids yelled at, at the grocery store uh, that their father was destroying America. We had people show up at the office uh, wanting to kill me. Uh, you name it. Um, it was a crazy year last year. And I finally, in November, I just wrote a little piece for my site, theresurgent.com, and said, um, these are the things I want my kids to know. If something should happen to me, if I should die before they wake, this is what I want my kids to know. And this piece went viral. And the last time I checked, more than 5 million people have read this piece. Uh, 5 million unique individuals have read this piece. It got mentioned in the newspaper and whatnot, and a publisher reached out from New York and asked if I would turn it into a book. And so the book is 10 letters to my kids on particularly how you get raised in a world that is hostile to your values. Um, how do you actually love each other? Uh, what does it mean to suffer? And why is suffering something that we all should expect to go through and, and not think that God's out to punish us when we go through it. Uh, just some some random bits of advice and also a cookbook. Uh, many of my listeners on my program, Mark Aram himself, has been telling me I need to write a cookbook. So the book is also a cookbook. Um, so there are about 30 recipes in there, including the red beans and rice recipe we've made tonight. My gumbo recipe is in there. Cinnamon rolls are in there. White barbecue chicken, uh, pound cake, chocolate chip cookies, uh, the baked potato soup recipe I mentioned. Um, buttermilk pie, just a, a lot of great, great Southern recipes, family recipes. Essentially, if my kids should, if I should die before my kids wake, I want them to have their favorite recipes as well. So all of that's in the book. 
if it's something you think you might want to order, it is not a political book you should know. I, I'm, I hate writing political books. I've written two. I, I, one of them I felt compelled to write. The first one, I hated every bit of it. The second one was, was I felt like I had to do it whether I wanted to or not. Uh, this one is not a political book. This is a very personal book to my kids about how I was raised and why I have raised them the way they have raised and, and how they need to stand for something. Um, whether I like what they stand for or not, everybody needs conviction. If you're, if it's something you're interested in ordering, I've made it really easy for people. If you were to text the word wake, W A K E before you wake is the name of the book. If you text the word wake to four, 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 nine, 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 you will get back uh, links to Amazon and Barnes & Noble where you can order a copy of the book. Uh, happy for you have it. We're going to do some book signings in the area in October when it comes out. Apparently, it's getting all sorts of buzz. I actually uh, am in discussions with a group that wants the film rights to it, which just boggles my mind. Uh, a group in Hollywood wants to turn it into a movie already. Um, just totally bizarre, random um, um, TV deal as well, potentially out of it. It's just uh, it's the whole experience has been surreal it's it's amazing what almost dying can do so nonetheless we'll get back to the phones here now we got the Gwinnett Brave situation but your favorite recipe every one of you has a meal that you want to have once a year mine is gumbo every year well you know step back and this story is in the book when my parents would go away you know the drinking age in Louisiana when I was in high school was 18 uh, they didn't change it until I turned 21 uh, back in the mid 90s, uh, 97, I guess I turned 21 uh, and when I was in high school, the dream age, 18 years old in Louisiana. Uh, and it, when my parents would go away, my sisters might throw a party, but I never did. I would cook. Uh, I would invite friends over in the in the fall. My parents would go to church conferences. It had cooled down even in South Louisiana. I'd open the windows in the house, turn off the air conditioner, and I would make homemade pizzas and gumbo and pies and invite friends over and sit around the table and fellowship and in uh there there no no drugs no alcohol no no wild parties just my friends around the table um bearing souls having fun uh lots of fun and it was uh, homemade pizza is something that i love to do and i don't share with anyone that's the one recipe i have my own dough recipe and I don't cook it for anyone else. It's it's my when everybody leaves, when I'm home by myself, I make homemade pizza. Uh, I don't know why that is, but it always has been. Uh, but for friends, I always make gumbo. Uh, gumbo is a real community dish. I love to make it. Uh, my recipe is in the book. Uh, and I ch typically make chicken and sausage because Christy doesn't like shellfish. If I'm making it for me and friends who I know are seafood eaters, I put uh, shrimp and, and crab and crawfish in it. Uh, but it's it is the dish I make every year. The moment it feels cold on the back of my neck outside, uh, football season until Easter, I make gumbo. The moment Easter happens, I put away my gumbo pot and it doesn't come out until after Labor Day. Everybody's got a meal like that. Uh, what is yours? And what about the baseball team? Well, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Noah and Conyers, you've been waiting very patiently. Thank you, sir. What's your name? Uh, Noah. How are you doing today? I'm good. I, I'm sorry. No, I mean, what, your name for the baseball team. <laughs> oh, the name. Uh, well, I like the Cherokees. I like the Tribe. Those work really good. Eagles going along with the bird team. But I wanted to talk to you about food. Excellent. Good. I, I'm from uh, I'm from Atlanta, and I moved to New Orleans. My ex-wife, uh, I can't say uh, she's Cajun. And 
Where can you find good undoing and good, uh, like, Linderman's fruit spread around Atlanta? I've been looking everywhere. Okay, you know where I have found, of all things, the best andouille sausage? Um, there is a There is a little uh, family-owned sausage maker in Louisiana called Savoy's. Uh, it is a... a yeah, it is a French family in Louisiana. Uh, they make fantastic sausage, and Publix in the southeast now carries their Savoy andouille sausage. Okay, and you know you can get just some milk beans at Walmart. Oh, really? Red beans? Oh, yeah. There's, I, there's, there's one of the few places around here. I did not know that. one pound and three pounds. Wow, nice. Uh, oh, well, that's good to know. Well, go to, if you go to a local Publix uh, over by the bacon, you'll find Savoy's Andouille. It is the only Andouille I use in Georgia. Okay, what about uh, French fries? Lindermans, you can't make a good po' boy without Lindermans. Uh, you know, honestly, I, I make mine homemade. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a great recipe. It's it's actually in my book. Um, it's it's three hours. There's none of this overnight kneading and stuff. But yeah, I can't. You can't find good French bread over here. And you know, a lot of the local bakeries they actually buy frozen dough from La Brea Bakery out in California, which has become this place that makes artisan breads for local bakeries around the country. It's like you know most donut shops. Um, what's the what's the fancy donut shop off uh, Ronald Reagan Parkway up near coming? Um, the the is it Dutch Monk? something um they i can't remember the name of that that donut shop up there they make their own dough in-house but almost every other uh donut shop in town regardless of which one you go to they actually all buy their dough from the same place that also sells to dunkin donuts i've i've heard and uh, they, they all use that dough. The, the one up there, Dutch Monkey or whatever it is, they make their own dough. I make my own dough for French bread because you just can't get good French bread around here. You just can't. Eric Erickson in for Mark Aram. We'll be back. Paul Brenda. Bobby, Roger, Sarah, uh, all you guys have tagged me on Instagram for your red beans and rice. I just put up a picture of of my bowl of red beans and rice. I have it in front of me now. Uh, glad so many cooked along. I wasn't sure anyone would do it, and yet people did. Uh, the phone number here, 404-872-0750-1800-WSB-TALK. Developing situation you need to know about in the Powder Springs area. you got a severe thunderstorm. There is no severe thunderstorm warning, but it is a very heavy storm uh, just to the east of you. It's dumping a lot of rain in the area. Be real careful out there. If you're on I-20 past Villa Rica, uh, a storm is crossing the interstate right now with a lot of lightning and and heavy rain i can see a little hail in it on radar so be careful out there and then if you're on i-20 eastbound from the perimeter uh, between the perimeter and conyers a very heavy storm with hail crossing the interstate within the next 10 minutes uh, be careful on the perimeter on the east side between 85 and 20 also heavy rain with a uh, very small hail i can let me actually adjust the radar here and see if i can get an idea of the um, let's see, um, and not even quarter size hail, but there's definitely, there's hail in there. So just be careful if you're on, uh, I-285 between 85 and 20 on the east side, uh, you've got some hail in the clouds there, um, too small really to do anything to your car, but, uh, just be advised, very heavy rain out there. The phone number here. 
is 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Back to the phones we go. Rita and Tucker, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm good. So you got a name for the Gwinnett baseball team? Yes, I actually submitted it. I thought it was good. Uh, the Butting Goats. The Butting Goats. But with the button, Gwinnett. Gwinnett Goats. Just good many goats in Gwinnett. I thought it was pretty good. A little aggressive, you know? <laughs> the Butting Goats. The budding goats. Well, it, it, I mean, you, they could have like a flower and a goat as the mascot, uh, uh, a rosebud and the goats. There, there you go. Are you, are, so, Rita, do you have a do you have a, a favorite food you have to have at least once a year? Oh, I make a pretty good chili uh, with no beans, and um, I'd use ground turkey, a, a lot of mushrooms, onions. Got to mm. be a bit spicy. I even put hide of carrots in there the little carrots that you can't don't even know is because they're all marinated wow and it's a pretty good uh, chili that, that sounds good i i'm i'm slowly developing my own chili recipe and i play around every year uh when it gets cold i i play with chili recipe okay uh everybody stay on hold here we'll keep taking your phone calls when we come back i'll shut up and stop talking i'm going to eat my red beans and rice here during break if i don't burn my mouth and uh, go open another beer and we'll have fun when we come back and keep taking your phone calls here on the Mark Aram Show on WSB 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. You know, you can get me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as well at E.W. Erickson. E-W-E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N. We'll be back. I'm told I can talk now. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yes. Uh, the phone number, 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. It is Dutch Monkey Donuts and Company. They're the best. My buddy uh, Ryan and his wife, Meredith, they came down for New Year's uh, last year, year before, I guess now. And they went by and they brought Dutch Monkey Donuts uh, down to our house. They were phenomenal. Phenomenal. He used to work there. Better um, than your cinnamon rolls? You know, I, I don't know that they were better than the cinnamon rolls. That, I don't that, think few yeah. things are. Yeah, I mean, maybe if they were, like, really fresh, but, yeah, the cinnamon rolls, uh, my kids want me to make them. Everybody um, wants you to make them. <laughs> I want you to make them. <laughs> if you follow him on Instagram, every other weekend he's making cinnamon rolls. Yeah, not every other weekend, uh, but it is close. Pretty close. <laughs> so I, I got a buddy of mine from Wisconsin who is uh, in training right now over at Fort Stewart in Columbus. Uh, is it Stewart in Columbus? Whichever one's in Columbus. Uh, and or Fort Benning, whichever one. And he has been there for months now uh, learning how to drive tanks. And he is coming over on Saturday. I got to do a wedding Saturday afternoon. And then, he, yeah, I'm actually marrying someone on Saturday afternoon. And then he is coming over that evening. And Christy has decided to make him a real meal. And my kids are already lobbying for me to have cinnamon rolls at this meal. Maybe. I wouldn't have to get up in the, like, 6 o'clock in the morning to make them if I did that. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Kevin in Covington, you are up next. How are you? Doing good. How are you? I'm good. What's going on tonight? Well, I came up with the name uh, Gwinnett P. 
Patriots. You know, somebody just actually emailed me that one and said, you know, Buttons Gwinnett signed the Declaration of Independence. That would be the perfect tie-in. Yeah, I thought it was pretty pretty good. Sounds better than the rest of those they picked out. Uh, you, you don't like the Hush Puppies? <laughs> I like Hush Puppies, but not, not oh. in the baseball team. Yeah, yeah, you and me both. I, I mean, so if they, have, if, if they named themselves the Hush Puppies, their mascot would need to be a catfish or cheese grits. Yeah, and they can have a little ketchup mustard sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <on the field. laughs> yeah, very much so. Kevin, thanks very much for the phone call. I mean, who who came up with these? And these are what you people have to vote on. I hope the Braves management is listening to this here program and understands that it is insulting to the people of the metro Atlanta area and particularly Gwinnett County that these are the names you're coming up with. You know, down in Macon, when I was in college, they had a hockey team, believe it or not, and the mascot was the whooping crane, and they called the team the Macon Whoopie. And at least there was somewhat humorous name there for the Macon Whoopie. Yes, I get it. Yes, I do. Uh, and he, that's more clever than the, the big mouse, the hush puppies, or the sweet teas. Uh, Tony and Marietta, what's your name for the baseball team? Well, Eric, always good to speak with you. Really nice to know that uh, my younger brother from a different mother is a Renaissance man like myself. <laughs> you know, a couple of days ago when you were talking about uh, not wanting to go out shopping and have to talk shop, you really proved to me that you really truly are a Renaissance man, talking about photography, cooking, all that. And this proves it. It takes a lot of cojones to go on uh, Facebook Live as choppy as it was to uh, do your red beans and rice in the kitchen. Well, so, you know, I, I, I finally we figured it out. So I was on a wireless microphone and the receiver was surrounded by all my computer equipment in my office. And when we redid it, I, I dragged it out and connected it to a line that was past the computer equipment and suddenly it worked. Well, let me tell you, it's always really nice to hear, you know, you showing the real side of you other than, you know, talking politics or whether, even though I do love to talk politics with you. Um, Relative to uh, Braves names, well, first on the cooking side, I, you know, I do all the cooking in my house. I'm very fortunate like you. I'm the oldest of 10 kids. Growing up in Chicago, I lived in my mom's kitchen. So I do all the cooking at my house other than Thursdays when my wife and I cook together. She cooks on Sunday. So, I mean, I've been very blessed in the cooking arena. Good for you. Absolutely. And uh, that's one of the uh, two reasons that my wife uh, married me. <laughs> one, one from, she, I said, why do, we just celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary uh, back at the beginning of June. I said, uh, just refresh my memory. Why did you marry me so long ago? She's like, well, your humor and the fact that you could actually cook really good. <laughs> anyway, as far as names go, first off, I don't think the name needs to be changed. But if people are that confused, they don't need to be voting for anything. Yeah. Um, but my name would be The Hammers. And it would be in honor of Hammer and Hank. And the interesting thing about all these made, uh, these minor league teams, if you go over to Montgomery, they're named the Biscuits. You've got, uh, you know, the Lugnuts. You've got all of these very bizarre names right. in the minor leagues, and why not honor Hammer and Hank by calling them the Hammers, replace the Tomahawk with a hammer, and use the same script instead of Braves, spell out Hammer across their chest. That is, uh, Tony, I, you know, that is actually a really good idea. The Gwinnett Hammers. Uh, I, I, yes, I, I, that works, and you got the perfect, perfect tie-in there to Hank here. That, yes. 
I can see them. Is someone out there listening, taking notes to this program tonight involved with the Braves? Come on, people. There's so many more crowdsourced names are better. Roni, you are next tonight on Mark Aram Show. Welcome. You there? Uh, Ronnie? Hi there. Hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. You made me hungry with the red beans and rice <laughs> on the way home. <laughs> Excellent. I think they should be the Tomahawks. We've had several people suggest that. I hadn't heard it because you were cutting in and out when I was on the phone. But yeah, yes. I, those other names, like they said, if there's the stupidest things I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. The Tomahawks is a good name. I like that one too. The 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 hammers, the Tomahawks, the Cherokees. Listen, people have come up with good names on this program. Uh, I I have and you know so four thousand ninety eight people voted and generated more than nine hundred names. What were the ones that were rejected? All the I good mean, ones. Yeah, all the good ones. Apparently so. Yeah, I, I really think the fix is in for buttons um, because the other ones are so terrible. That's that's they the fix has got to be in for buttons. Um, by the way, real quick, let me let me stop taking phone calls real quick and just let you guys know uh, the storm has intensified at uh, 85 at the perimeter on the north side, 85 at 285. You've got a lot of lightning strikes now right over the interstate there. Uh, Tucker and Lilburn as well. You're getting some heavy, heavy lightning uh, at the uh, I-20 on the east side where it meets the perimeter. You've also got heavy rain there. And then all the way down 675 uh, towards Stockbridge, you've got heavy rain. If you get up on the 75 side, north of the city, just to the west of Marietta and Fair Oaks, uh, north of Powder Springs, you've got a lot of lightning and a storm there. Otherwise, you're largely thinned out now as the sun is setting. But the lightning right there over uh, 85 at 285 on the north side, uh, very, very strong lightning, very heavy rain. So just be careful out there. Uh, Back to the phones. Lori and Jefferson, welcome to Mark Aram's show. Well, hey, thank you. Sure. I've been really enjoying listening to this, even though I've been on hold a while. This is great. <laughs> Sorry to um, keep you waiting. Oh, uh, it's okay. Um, uh, for the uh, the Gwinnett Braves, uh, or the, uh, whatever you want to call them, I'd, I'd vote for something with a, a an animal, with a wildlife, Georgia wildlife theme. I've got two. Uh, the, the Gwinnett Thrashers, after the, the state brewery, yeah. brown, brown Thrashers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gnat catchers, G N A T. Yeah, I I, 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 I think I like the thrashers neighbor. better, but yes. Yeah, well, thrasher sounds uh, has a stronger sound to it. I like the one that the fellow earlier said, the Patriots. That sounded pretty good too. Yeah, I think. Listen, that's the perfect tie into Buttons Gwinnett without using such a lame name as Buttons. I mean, they're going to get their butts kicked on the field. Uh, you you go out there and call them the Buttons. I mean, the the tenth graders are going to come out on the field and and. Steal their lunch money and give them wedgies if they call them the buttons. Good gracious. Nick in Buford, welcome to Mark Aram Show. Hi. Hi there. Um, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm from Gwinnett. I, I grew up in Decula, and I think that the team should be the Gwinnett Growlers. The Growlers, why? Well, it could be, a, you could have any sort of uh, animal that growls, Mm-hmm. And they could be holding a growler, and you could go to the concession stand and get a Gwinnett growler. Now that okay, I, I see there. We could get like Reformation and Monday Night and some of the others. They they could have like craft beer at the place, and you could fill up your growler while you're the yeah. I, I see that. That I would mean, do what, it. What goes better with 
baseball than beer. I mean, and let's be honest, if if you're going to be around a bunch of morons who showed up at SunTrust Stadium thinking they were going to a Gwinnett Braves game, you're going to want to drink too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense there. Nick, thanks very much. Uh, Vance in Roswell, welcome to Mark Aram Show. Hey, buddy. Hey, Eric. Um, I've got three names for you. In honor of some of our past illustrious Gwinnett County um, chair people out there, how about calling them the Gwinnett Kickbacks? <laughs> yes. Or the Gwinnett Skimmers. Uh-huh. Or, in keeping with our Indian theme, what about the Gwinnett Peyotes? <laughs> if we could have Peyote Night, and I think you'd probably have a sellout crowd. Yeah, and, uh, uh, people would come in for Denver for that one. Believe it, but I like the skimmers or either the kickbacks in honor of Gwinnett and how it kind of. I, you know that it reminds me. Someone on Twitter earlier said they they should call them the um, the Gwinnett Graphs. Yeah, gra- <laughs> that's it. Yeah, the Graphs kick kickback skimmers. Yep. Eric, on a serious <laughs> note, brother, I've been there where you are, and your wife, where it's like somebody hits you up with a two by four upside the head and says. You got X amount to live, but uh, so far you beat it, and I have too. And I got a name for people like us. They should call us Timex. <laughs> so go back, take a licking, and keep on ticking. That we do for now, at least. <laughs> for now, at least, buddy. You hang in there, and God bless you and your wife. Okay, thanks, buddy? thanks very much, Vance. I appreciate it very much. Uh, let's see, Grady and Lilburn, you're next on Mark Aram Show. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I I don't think they should change the name, but if they do. I've got three suggestions. Georgia's a peach state, and I think it'll be called the Gwinnett Peaches or either the Gwinnett Chiefs, if they want to go with the Indian theme, or either the Gwinnett Apaches. Apaches were the meanest tribe, so... Yeah, the the Apaches would be a good one, too. (laughs) And you'd get a bunch of liberals upset at them for calling them anything after an Indian tribe. Well, I think Georgia Peaches would be... I used to play ball with the Georgia Peaches, which is a senior softball league, but I think the uh, Gwinnett Peaches would be a good name. They have a big peach on their shirt. I I will concede that it would be better than the Sweet Teas. Whoever came up with that name, my goodness gracious. William and Tucker, how are you, William? I'm terrific, obviously. Excellent. (laughs) So what's your name for for the team? What? Which, which oh, baseball name? Oh, okay. This is a cooking one. I absolutely one. am not a baseball fan. I don't give a rip about baseball at all. You and my uh, wife. I just want to make an observation or two. Uh-huh. One, you have a great program. Well, thank you. Then I'm entitled to my own stupid opinion, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I listen to you all the time, and it, the, the, the topics vary so much. Here's my observation. Uh, I don't, absolutely don't care if baseball disappears. Um, <laughs> do, I mean, do you know? I, 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 from the planet, I don't care. I, I, William, I got to stop you there. So I, I went to a Cubs game with my dad the other night, uh, and uh-huh. a, my wife couldn't care less about the game, but Billy Joel sat behind us. And suddenly we were cool because Billy Joel was there with us. I got to leave you there. Uh, We will be back with the last of the phone calls. When we come back, I got to go back to my beer and red beans and rice and commercial. It's Eric Erickson here. 
854 on the west side of the city, or I'm sorry, the east side of the city. There's a lot of heavy rain. Uh, west side largely clearing out right now. Uh, just be careful out there. Your headlights are on anyway at this time of day. But around the Belvedere Park area and Pine Lake, a lot of heavy lightning. And just north of Tucker, a lot of heavy lightning as well. So uh, just be careful out there. Back to the phone as we go. Brandon, welcome to Mark Aram Show. Well, good evening, brother. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, uh, who am I? Listen, <laughs> I still, I still got that rack of ribs in my freezer waiting for you. To come I, I got to get back out there to get them. Yeah, you do. Well, listen, I just wanted real quick. Uh, Kathy says that the uh, name for the baseball team should be Gangsters. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted real quick. Uh, I grew up in Texas, Oklahoma. Out there we have the chicken fried steak. Here it's called the, the country fried steak. Big difference is gravy, brown mm-hmm. versus cream. Yep. But I like the cream gravy. And I, I Listen, I, I got to tell you the truth. I like chicken fried steak better than the, the country fried steak because it doesn't soak in the gravy. And I'm just, I'd rather it not with the gravy at all. Well, I'll tell you, 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 you do the gravy right, but you put a little drizzle a fresh honey on top of the gravy is out. Okay, I may have to try that one. I, I may have to try that one. All right. Well, hey, so, okay, now i got to ask you do, you, so do you have your own name for the baseball team? Well, personally, I don't have a problem with the name they've got. Yeah, neither do I. I mean, what's wrong? I mean, it ties in with the big league group, and it names where they're at. And I'm proud of the fact that they've got a great organization out there. I don't think we need to change the name. I just because a couple idiots showed up at the wrong park. Yeah, I got to leave you there, Brandon, because we're we're running out of time. I get one more call. Tony, you're in Lawrenceville, and you're the last caller. Yes. How you doing tonight? Good. So you got a name for the baseball team? Yeah, I got a, a simple one. I don't think anybody's mentioned it. Uh, how about just the Bravos? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that would work. Yeah, I mean it's so simple. It still. You know, maintains their uh, allegiance to the to the to the big team, and uh, everybody's familiar with it. I, Tony, you may win the night. Thank you very much. All right, folks, we are out of time. My goodness, two hours flies by. We'll do another cooking show at some point and get more of you involved here. I'm Eric Erickson, filling in for Mark Aram tonight. You can go to theresurgent.com, click on the topics, and go to recipes to get the red beans and rice recipe. And I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night, my own show, 5 p.m. on WSB. Have a good night. <laughs>